This is Empowered Human Academy. Welcome home. We're here to create a life that feels like ours, one that calls us onward and upward because we are living as ourselves, fully and only. I'm Isaac. And I'm Abe. These conversations are where we explore what it means to be alive and how to stay close to that aliveness with every breath. So, with hearts wide open, let's begin. Hey friends, welcome back. It feels really good to be with you here. After a full year of Empowered Human Academy conversations, we're shifting gears for an exhale as we prepare for what's next. To close out this season, we're doing something a little different for our final two episodes. Writer and producer Rebecca Paul is interviewing my husband Abe this week, and then me in the episode to follow. We'll be reflecting on what this past season of conversations has meant to our own aliveness and what we're feeling drawn toward next. Abe and Rebecca discuss the origins of the podcast, what it's felt like for Abe to uncover a new level of confidence, the liminal space before you know what's next, developing sustainable patterns for an entrepreneurial life, and the path back to the heart. Consider this conversation a Polaroid of what Abe's been processing lately. The way he describes the edge of newness that's coming up for him is inspiring, and we hope it might ignite your own curiosity of where life is inviting you, too. So, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You're probably wondering... Who is this person that's talking to me that I've never heard on this podcast before? Well, let me, let me introduce myself. My name is Rebecca. I am the writer and producer on the podcast. And today we are switching things up to celebrate the end of season one. And so today I am interviewing yours truly, Abe Lopez Bowen. Abe, hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh my gosh. I love that intro. And I'm so excited to have you interview me. One, because I love our chats. And two, because I just really like talking. Um, and I'm excited to dive in and chat. Because actually, we've done over 50 episodes. And I'm like, there's so much I want to say. And there's so much I want to do. And it's exciting that um, I have a chance to chat. So thanks for thanks for having me, Rebecca, and the team at On. Uh, not on air, um, Empowered Human Academy. I know. I've been super looking forward to this too, because I feel like there's always, I'm always interested in kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit. I want this to be a space where with it coming to the end of season one, a little bit of reflection, a little bit of the present moment, and a little bit of like just tapping into exploring what's feeling exciting to you right now. Yeah, it'll be fun just to have kind of like a snapshot. And so I'm excited to dive into. So in that spirit of 50 episodes, Abe, let's reflect a little bit, rewind back in time to your initial, like, take us back to when you first kind of like had the idea for the podcast, like kind of get in that headspace, like what sparked the initial idea? Yeah. What did you kind of have in your mind whenever you're like, I think I want to do this? Like, just take us back there. Yeah. Well, I started Lightroom Empowerment in January of 2020 after a year of just really feeling good in a lot of areas of my life, my physical health, my mental health, my spiritual health, my sexual health, everything. So I started um, Lightroom Empowerment um, on a trip that we took to Hawaii in the beginning of the year. Um, and I was like, I want to just, I want to like actually start coaching, um, empowerment coaching. And I wrote out this business plan. And part of that business plan was, 
um, coaching, and then also included uh, a a digital academy called Empowered Human Academy, actually. And it was going to be a digital course to help folks kind of uh, give them the groundwork to start their journey to an empowered life. And that might be something that I do one day, but um, I was working on it uh, last summer with you, actually. And that was kind of the first time that you started working with Lightword in some capacity, right? Yeah, I was wanting to develop a course to help folks uh, kind of, yes, yeah, lay the foundation for themselves to know how to live an empowered life. And uh, that was part of my business plan. And part of that course um, was going to be interviewing folks that are kind of living this empowered life themselves and asking them questions about what it meant to them and um, for them to give examples of what that looked like. And um, we kind of came up with you know, parts of the course, like, you know, outlined of different, you know, sections of it. And we started, Isaac and I, I invited Isaac in, into this piece of the project because um, I really just like having conversations with him, um, alongside him with other people. And we we interviewed, uh, I reached out to Lisa Wardell and Catherine Gell, some of our old neighbors in Chicago who are doing some really dope shit. That actually started getting more momentum momentum internally. Um, I felt like I was more, I was feeling more resonant towards, um, I was resonating more with the podcast project, or it was just a conversation series at that point that was going to be included in the different modules for the Empowered Human Academy course, digital course. Um, and I felt more energy in that direction. So actually what I did is um, I paused or just stopped creating the digital course, Empowered Human Academy, and just named the podcast Empowered Human Academy. Um, because I felt actually I was coaching for around six months, six, seven months at that point. And I was like, you know, I want to I want to get a, a couple more months or at least six more months underneath my belt before I create a digital course called Empowered Human Academy, because I, I'm, this is all new to me. Um, so I just wanted to get my footing a bit uh Feel, feel my footing, feel my feet on the ground a bit more in terms of the empowerment space. So Empowered Human Academy is just kind of developed and then that just gained momentum and we decided to just put more emphasis and energy into this project. And here we are over a year later, which is wild. So wild. I know yeah. it was like October of 2020, whenever the first one launched. Yeah, and I think it's like, there is it's not lost on me the idea that like this launched in the middle of quarantine, you know, like, especially in this moment of time, whenever, you know, people, we were all like kind of in a physical separation and isolation. And, you know, so it was, it was this cool way to kind of like stay connected with people, you know, like even in the midst of this really specific, unique, like collective separation that we were all experiencing, you know? So it was like, I don't know. It's just cool that you found a way to like stay connected and get kind of innovated with like, Oh, how can we keep connection alive in this moment in time whenever it's a little bit harder to do that? You know? Well, and yeah, and that was a big part of my kind of mental health game last year. I needed to connect with people cause I wasn't connecting in real life and like we work for ourselves. So, um, and we didn't have a big team at that time. So it was really important for me with my clients and this podcast to kind of ground myself in the connection and the in, in in community and in conversation in order for me to kind of get through 
a really tough time for extroverts like myself. I want to talk a little bit about you touched on you and Isaac collaborating on this. I feel like you'll have, you know, worked together in the like, I mean, you're heading Lightword together, creating your business. You've done like, you know, photography together. You've done like, you've been in spaces where you've collaborated before, but this is a different flavor of collaboration, you know? Um, I wonder if you can kind of, I would love to hear you talk about kind of a little bit of the, maybe some discoveries that you've learned through like you and Isaac's dynamic, like as the podcast has evolved, as as the conversations have evolved. I feel like even just, I feel like y'all even have like a shorthand with each other, like as you're like interviewing people, writing notes, like talk a little bit about what this, what you've kind of discovered about you and Isaac's dynamic in this process of over the past year of like creating this new thing. Sure. What's that felt like? You know, I'm going to first say it's interesting because I started a podcast back in 2017 and it was called 20 The Podcast. And I interviewed folks and I just asked them 20 questions. And actually, the first person that I interviewed ever was um, is the one of the lead hosts for Entertainment Tonight, Lauren Zima. I went to high school with her and she's dating Chris Harrison and she's done some really cool... Inter- I mean, she's interviewed Beyonce, Meryl Streep, everyone you could ever want to interview, she's interviewed. And she was actually my first. Totally. And she's she was my first interview when I was just trying this out. And it was the most... Like listening back on that episode, it was so embarrassing. And I have so much tenderness towards my old self. And I was like, thank God that I did not think about how I would show up. Because if I listened to myself, I don't don't know, I was just so new in asking questions. And I think um, just having a conversation in this type of uh, kind of way, um, which is a podcast, which is totally different than, say, going out for drinks. I mean, I try to bring myself you know, like I am uh, in all situations, but it, it takes a different level of awareness to have these conversations. Um, but, you know, when I asked Isaac um, to join me in this project, um, we had collaborated, yeah, light word photography. I mean, we did weddings for five year, almost five years together and we, you know, got published and we um, have a really good way of um, connecting with folks because Isaac brings something to connections that I can't and vice versa. Um, and I think what a thing that I have noticed in our conversations is that, um, he kind of picks up on areas that I don't and vice versa. And it's really beautiful because I mean, that's how we are in real life too. There are things that he remembers that I don't, and there are things that I bring to the table or remember that he doesn't. And it's kind of completes, a, a more kind of holistic approach to the things that we're creating um, because he has superpowers. Again, this sounds redundant, but he has superpowers that I don't and vice versa. And I think that's really cool because it offers not only ourselves, but the people who we're connecting with in conversation or in business or in relationship, it, it kind of um, allows for us to explore more because you know, we bring things to the table that um, might be are, are unique to ourselves. So I, I it's been really cool to hear kind of after each conversation, you know, him saying like, oh, I'm so glad you asked that. I wouldn't even think about that. Or I would say like, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's really important. And I think um, that's what kind of makes Lightword what Lightword is, you know, um, in my head, it just makes sense for us to do projects like this. Um, together and and a lot of things together um, from our life to our business to the way we do things. Um, 
on the day to day. Um, and that's the type of relationship that we have. We've chosen kind of this path to it's it's not a traditional necessarily path, necessarily traditional path um, of kind of collaboration, but we do a lot of things together and we use, we hone in on our own superpowers and we like cultivate those individually, but then we bring them in a way, um, we bring them together in a way that makes something really beautiful. And it's, and that's also like been challenging sometimes because we've had to grow in kind of learning the other person's way of things and then also pushing back sometimes. And, and, um, that has sparked really beautiful and hard and, kind of sharpening conversations for both of us. So this podcast, and I, I really, this podcast has been so good in, um, in helping me be able to communicate effectively, whether it be questions, there's been like so many times where someone asks like, that's a good question. And I'm like, yes, I love that. Like my Enneagram three achiever heart. I'm like, yes, I don't know why it just, it's just fun. Um, because a lot of these folks we've reached out to cause we, you know, admire what they're doing or we're really fascinated or curious about their life. So it's really cool to have that kind of shared affirmation or a moment of affirmation about what we're doing um, in this conversation. So um, yeah, I think what I've really also liked in, in the collaborating with Isaac is he's brought folks to the table that I wouldn't have reached out to or even think to reach out to. Um, It started actually with um, conversations with folks in our network that are doing really cool things. And then since then, it's cool to see Isaac reach out to folks that we might not have a relationship with yet, but he's, it's cool to see him like being bold in the asks. Um, you know, Amanda, um, Amanda Ewing, the Luthier, like that was someone he met online. And I was like, yes, that's super cool because that's like something I would do, but it's been really cool to see him reach out to folks to have conversations um, about things that he's interested in. Um, and he also talks a lot about this project being kind of therapy in a way because he's, or, or just kind of satiating this sense of curiosity that he's been kind of embodying about the world for a long time. So does that all make sense? It does. Yeah. I feel like it's cool how even, you know, in going on this adventure with y'all, I feel like even as we were, as this has progressed, I feel like we've had like more and more language for like, where I think y'all have always been clear. I don't think that the questions like the, you know, like the small pool of questions that you do every time, I think those have been the same from the first one, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, like those I, haven't I'm changed. pretty sure. Yep. Totally. It's cool that those have, that those hold up. And I like that. I don't know. I'm kind of even curious. I'm sure there's listeners that are curious of like, what was the evolution of those questions starting? Were y'all just like, the, like, how did that even those, how did you even know what questions you wanted to ask, I guess? And was it intentional choice to keep it really minimal in the, what you knew you wanted to ask? And then talk to me a little bit about the like, almost like the stepping into the river of a conversation and what kind of happens and how do you know like, what's the honing device inside of you that knows where you want to go? Like, talk to me a little totally. bit about that. Because that's such a thing, you know? Yeah, I think going back to, like, being grateful that I didn't know what it would be like, like, when I first started, I think when we first started this, it was only going to be a few conversations that would be a part of a digital course. So we necess- we didn't necessarily think, like, oh, this is going to be a podcast, this needs to be structured. But we thought, I thought like, okay, let's keep this open-ended and see where it goes. And I think that just stuck. Like it made sense because we found a lot of energy in those types of conversations versus them being so structured because 
I wanted it to be kind of like an intimate sit down with like a friend, for instance, that would that folks would view in the different modules in the academy or course. Um, so not having it be so structured was kind of how I started it. And then we were like, oh, this is actually something that um, we're going to continue doing. Okay, let's just keep the structure. And then to answer your question about how we navigate the conversations, we always like to share with our with our folks before um, the podcast, like answer the questions. Like we don't know where this conversation is going to go. We have a couple of questions in the beginning and in the end, but other than that, the middle is up for our kind of creation, our creativity answer in a way that feels most exciting or that has the most energy. So we give them the the space to be like, okay, if it doesn't feel good, don't, don't answer that. Or like, don't answer it in a way that doesn't feel good answer in a way that, in that direction has the most kind of light or feels most expansive to you, which has kind of proven to work really well because there have been some really beautiful and powerful conversations that we had no idea that we'd kind of come to um, and create. So that's been, it's been really fun. Speaking of the like conversations, I like kind of hanging out in this idea of like, well, I feel like a word that kind of came up that started to come up more as these conversations kind of start expanding more from like maybe a couple modules into like, oh, I think we have an entire season of a series, you know, I feel like the word like aliveness came up and I think it's one of like, and whenever I'm listening to it, I can feel like y'all's antennas feeling for where the aliveness is, you know, when you're kind of stepping into someone's like universe for an hour, you know, um, I'm kind of curious of like, kind of now moving it intersecting with just like your own journey and your personal, like what you're moving through. I'm wondering if there were maybe just for fun, just to kind of reflect on, were there a couple episodes or, or even thoughts or ideas from, a couple interviews that maybe like really resonated or like overlapped or gave you some language or something to think about that really intersected like with your own journey that maybe you wouldn't have found this year otherwise if it weren't these conversations happening. Yeah, I think one that sticks out is Antonia's kind of serendipity and being open to to new things kind of coming your way and being open and aligned with it. Um, I think that's just, was just an affirmation of where and how Isaac and I have been and um, how we tend to live and try to stay open to good things coming our way. And also I was talking to a friend this morning. It's not just like being open to it. It's like a practice and like really intentional effort to be in alignment with the things that you want. Um, so that was a really beautiful, I just loved her energy. I think I also really loved, um, I love Jim's Jacobi's uh, Jacoby uh, recently. I just have like, um, I love I love people who are bold in what they want to do um, and are really um, courageous in that way. Um, also, Lisa Wardell, um, she was one of our first folks on the on the um, podcast, and I just am always inspired by just kind of the trailblazer that she is in so many ways and. Um, being able to 
have access to a conversation like that was just, especially during the time that we had it with George Floyd's death and was just really powerful. There was just a lot going on and it was uh, cool to have her as a friend on the podcast, um, kind of explore the idea of what it means to be in a room um, or create tables that um, haven't been made before. So yeah, there've been so, I mean, I feel like a lot of these folks have been so, and even Melissa Urban, we talked about life and boundaries and I mean, just a lot of different things. It felt like what's really cool about where I'm at in my career right now and where I'm at in life right now is that all these people who we like, look, oh, Jing was also dope. Like love Jing from Fly by Jing. Like what I find, you know, I, I loved everyone. And what I find really cool is that I think a former version of me maybe even before the pandemic would view myself as like, wow, like these conversations are amazing. Like I want to be like them kind of like appreciating it from appreciating the conversations from a point of like, I'm not at their level or at like, I don't feel like a peer, but like all these conversations like felt really aligned with like who we are or like where we're going. Or I felt really like a peer in a lot of these conversations, not someone like, oh, this like middle schooler, you know, having a inspiring conversation with like a CEO kind of thing. I'm actually like, no, we are doing really cool things too. And I can show up in a confident way and lead this conversation with someone who is also doing cool things, but it's not, I think like in the past it would be like, okay, they're cool, do, doing cool things. I hope to aspire to be like them one day. And granted, like, yeah, there are parts of everyone's story that like are really resonant and really inspiring. And also it was really cool creating this project from a place of confidence in who Isaac and I are and what we're creating and showing up as a peer versus someone who like in the past would be like timid or like, oh, that person's so cool. And I don't think I could ever have a life like that. It's like really, really encouraging to me to be in a spot in my life right now where I'm like, oh no, this actually aligns with like even where I'm at in a lot of ways. I feel really, um, not equal, but I, I feel like I belong at this table at this conversation, which is like really cool. And it's, that was a pleasant surprise that I really didn't think I would kind of have after 50 seasons. I mean, 50 episodes, but I'm like, no, like, we're dope too. And I think that sometimes in the past, I would forget that. And I would just look to others and be like, wow, you're like, your life is so amazing. I'm like, yeah, your life is so amazing. And so is mine. And I can show up with that energy as well um, versus kind of compensating for what I don't have. Does that make sense? Let's talk about that more. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that. What do you, let's talk about that shift. Like what, what do you feel like were the components of you? What I hear is like a shift of like looking out for external, like seeing something externally, but then turning in and being like, actually, no, it's inside of me too. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. is a very powerful shift to experience. Talk more about like what, what's going on? What, what was Ooh. that? Or what do you feel like contributes to that? I think there are so many components. One of them being I was alone in the pandemic for a year and I really got to know myself and take care of myself and be comforted by myself in a way that I never have been before. So I'm like, no, I'm fucking dope. Like if like I'm a dope human and, and it wasn't until like I was alone with myself, I was with Isaac, but like primarily alone with myself for a year until I like realized that like, no, I have so much to share with the world. I have so much beauty and love inside of me that 
is really precious and really rare in my opinion. Number two, I think there's so many threads of conversations that we had. There are so many threads within the conversations that we had that were really um, kind of eye-opening in terms of all these people who have accolades or awards or are doing cool things also share so many similar things to each other and myself too, that like you can have like Jing had has her stuff at Target and Whole Foods now and is this like powerhouse, like upcoming powerhouse in the US, like gonna rival Sriracha at some point, you know what I mean? And yet she had insecurities about her name. And that was like really intimate. And like all these people have are human as well. And like so am I. And I think that in the past when I saw my the, the parts that made me human, I used to kind of judge them. Versus now I'm like, no, those are actually like are totally normal. I'm not going to view them as super heavy. And that doesn't take away from how amazing I am because every single person that we've talked to has had hard times. Every single person has struggled with doubt. Every single person that we've talked to has, has similar experiences to all the rest. And yet they're still going to be doing what, what they, they still have, they still are doing what is theirs to do in the, in this life. So I've looked at myself and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm the same way. Like, how can I look at my experience as, okay, I'm human and I am have all these things that are happening. And also, what am I here to do? And let's celebrate that and focus on that because that's what the other people are doing. That, like, Melissa, like, Melissa talked openly about her trauma and all these different things that she's been through. And yet she's still doing what she's here to do and really confident and focused on that. So like, how can, how can I hold both of those things together as well in my life? And then also like, we are so everything that we experience from ritzy hotels to these giant corporations to these, everything that we experience are made from humans. And all those humans, again, share the same thread through line of the human experience, which includes hurt and self self doubt and, maybe disconnection from their true self or whatever. So I've seen a lot of like, I think another part of the reason why I feel like this is because over the last five to 10 years, from university presidents to um, CEOs, to lawyers, to all these people who like the world kind of society deems as like these amazing people, they're, I've been able to meet some really incredible people. And also I've been able to see their humanity behind the titles and it's been really kind of equalizing to me because I'm like, oh, if they can do it, then I can do it. And I am doing it in my own way. So I'm going to show up like there's um, I've I've moved past the like, like goo goo eyes phase of like, wow, this person's a an X or a Y, like an actor or whatever. And I'm like. That's dope. And I really respect that. And I love that. And also they struggle with similar things that I do, that I do. And like how equalizing is that and how empowering is that and how, how much of an invitation that is for me to like know that, okay, everyone, everything that we see is made by people who are experiencing similar things than I am, that I am. So what kind like that, that invites me into my own, like, freedom knowing that like if this person created this really dope thing that I'm experiencing right now and they are also going home to self-doubt or all these different things then like what can I do when I'm actually in a space of empowerment where I actually feel really confident in myself what can I do now because 
it's it's just uh it's just kind of like a camaraderie like i feel like camaraderie with these folks um because we're all human at the end of the day does that all make sense oh i love that it makes it's it makes so much sense to me now because i feel like um we were talking about earlier you were like how there's certain things that you know isaac looks for brings in a conversation there's certain things that you look for and bring to a conversation one thing that i can see i feel like in these because I've listened to all of them, written intros for all of them, you know, I feel like in interviews and whenever you're experiencing someone's story, I feel part of the honing device that's inside of you that you are really drawn to like wanting to unpack parts of people's stories. You like almost, you try, I see you, it makes sense why you're passionate about demystifying this idea of like arrival, a point of arrival, you know, as in like a point, there's a point of arrival that then qualifies you to make dope shit or to like exist in some way. So it makes sense of like your passion for like humanizing, you know, like in finding the entry points of like, wait, no, tell me what you're thinking then, or tell me what, like unpacking story. It makes sense because it's like, it actually can be in your life. It sounds like it's, it's been this like point of fuel and actually kind of like when you demystifying the, like, Oh, there's some sort of place or arrival. You're actually empowering the idea that like, wait, Oh, actually I can just start from exactly now, you know? And that's, it's, it's, I'm making it, there's a connection that's just like happening in my brain where I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool hearing you talk about like maybe even just that personal thread in your own life because it's making that, I don't know, like it's bringing in the layer of meaning of why you're passionate about finding that in someone's story of like, oh no, wait, let's camp out. And how have you, um, what's going on in your head? What's in your mind? You know, all of that, because then pulling those things out makes us feel just, I don't know. It's like a reminder of like, oh, it's all right here, right now. You know. Yeah, the word that keeps on coming to mind is like it makes it within reach for me to like grab onto the things that like I can grab, I can do in my life because I'm like it makes it close. Because for so long, I don't think that a lot of people have access to folks who are doing really cool things like entrepreneurs or CEOs. So like, how can I kind of make it within like? visual or audible or tangible reach where someone can be like, grab onto something that they said about their life and apply it to their own life that really ignites or invites this open kind of opportunity within or like opens up this like desire or um, desire to actually go towards what they want. Because for so long, I didn't have that in my life. So that's why I always, I was like, oh, I looked at folks and I'm like, what is a part of their life that I can learn about so that I can create that for myself? And that's what I've always been curious about, like whether it be teachers or people who I've seen as successful, quote unquote. And then along the journey, I've seen that side and I've also seen their human side, which has, again, equalized it for me, equalized this kind of, yeah, demystified this like, wow, you're a an actor or this famous person, but I'm like, Ooh, girl, like let's talk about how like you live out of a suitcase and you need to like order room service for three weeks at a time and how stressful that could be. How do you stay healthy during that? How do you stay mentally healthy during that? Cause that's a lot on the body that no one really thinks about. So I just like to talk about the things that really no one likes to talk about, I guess. Mm, I love it. You I know what I mean? It. 
Totally. You said a phrase that um, was super cool to me. You talked about, or you said something like the edge of opportunity. Um, And that makes me think of something I've been curious that I would love to hear about just kind of dropping into the present very much right now, like along those lines of kind of demystifying and just kind of dropping into like, what is, what is going, what's coming up, what's going on, kind of exploring a little bit, like the edge of like your aliveness right now. Like, where are you feeling that? Where, where is your aliveness kind of taking you? What's coming up for you right now? Like kind of describe for me, like what's going on in your present that you're, that are you currently like exploring to unpack that a little bit for, yeah. for me? This is the first time in my life that I have been having an interesting experience with goals and with like looking forward towards to something, knowing that, um, that the journey holds a lot more kind of, uh, excitement than sometimes like an actual goal is, you know what I mean? Because if, when I reach a goal, it's like very short lived. I'm like, you know, uh, we were featured, I was featured in a magazine, like for the second time for my photos this earlier this year. And I already forgot about it. Right. So when I first became a photographer, I was like, it's my goal to be published. Right. And I was published, but then like my, uh, I get there And then I'm like, cool, this is awesome. And then it's just like, okay, well, I'm back on the journey again, right? So I think I've been more fascinated and more curious about the journey or kind of the patterns and the routine and the momentum that I'm in versus like getting to a specific goal. Isaac talks a lot about like money or success being a symptom of of the process versus having it be the opposite way around. And I, and I really understood that cognitively for a long time, but I haven't really felt that until this point in my life where I'm like, okay, well, I have a lot of things that I've always dreamt about, which have been my goals. And now it's just like, how do I stay curious and excited in the process of the next thing that I'm going to do, which I don't even know right now. There are some projects on um, looking ahead for Lightword. Um, but I'm in such an interesting space right now. I'm kind of on the leading edge of the edge of kind of what I've always, um, I'm on the edge of like where I have, I mean, I'm just on the edge of newness, right? So, um, in my life and I'm at a point in my career where I can pivot whatever way I really, I, I want, and I've never been in, in this position. So I'm actually, I'm not focused on like, typically I'm like, okay, by next March, I'm going to be doing this, 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 right? I kind of, I'm looking ahead right now and I'm saying like, this is what I want to feel like, but I have no idea what specifically it could look like because I've never been at this point in my journey, um, which is really cool and a little bit um, destabilizing a bit. Like it's really hard sometimes because it's, it's kind of fucky. Like you're like, well, okay, now I'm here. And then what? And I've been saying that a lot lately, but I feel like I'm just kind of holding, I'm actually going through also like a little bit of burnout right now too, which is like, uh, we're almost two years into the pandemic. I'm, you know, 
there's just a lot of factors that are contributing to it. So I'm giving myself kind of the space to not need to know what's going to happen next March or like what even the projects that I'm uh, kind of working on, what they're going to look like. Because actually, going back to what I said, I'm so glad that I didn't know what it would be like in the beginning because it of my first podcast, because I want to just be kind of, I want to be a little bit ignorant in the beginning of something new because if I'm if I'm a little bit ignorant by choice, then I don't get in my head about um, what it could look like or or not uh, not not aligning with what I should be doing at a certain point. It gives me the freedom to just really get to know the environment that I'm in and in the environment that I'm creating, and then have that inform what happens next versus just hold on to this like really tight grip goal that might not even be attainable or whatever. Um, and I think I'm in this season right now of just like letting that be okay. Um, letting it be like reconnecting to the things that make me feel alive. You know, I've over the course of the last two years, ever since starting Lightword Empowerment, it's funny, I, I'm so emotionally aware and I'm so emotionally intelligent that like sometimes it just becomes like a script because I know all that. All, all, I don't know all of it. I know a lot about like my own kind of personal, mental, spiritual health and just kind of general themes. Um, I know a lot for someone who isn't like academically like a psychologist or whatever, but um, I have felt that it's become more living like a script versus like feeling it in my heart as much. And I'm like started Lightword Empowerment when I was so alive in my heart um, and feeling it in my body, my soul, my mind, everything, all those three really connected. So just by way of the year and a half that we've had, um, it's been really beautiful and powerful and also draining in some ways um, because I'm in a new state of creating, which is beautiful. And, and again, like this is the stuff, what I'm saying right now in the season that I'm in right now is what I'm curious about with other people's stories. So I'm glad that I'm talking about it because no one, it's hard to talk about in the moment when you're experiencing it because it's really vulnerable and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And that's like a really vulnerable space to kind of proclaim. Um, but how many stories, how many entrepreneurs, how many artists, how many authors, how many, how many creators, how many humans, period, have been at a place in their story that they didn't know what would happen next? All of us. If we act like we do, then like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Bullshit. Give me some, yeah, and give me some of your superpowers. because, And I think it's really beautiful to normalize that because we can normalize it and then also not take away all the beautiful and epic things that we've created. I don't want to like... I look back on this past year and I'm burnt out right now. And also I had a fucking amazing year in so many ways, thankfully. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and how can I, I ask myself, like, how can I hold those two uh, realities and be really tender with myself in that space versus, oh, well, I only look at the bright side and yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to spiritually bypass myself. Like, no, I'm going through a time right now where I'm not as connected to my creativity or I'm not as correct connected to the things that I'm usually am. And that's okay. Like that is okay. And how can I hold that and be curious about it? Um, and slowly kind of like tend to it, um, as I slowly build my energy back up. So that's like where I'm at, which I'm excited about because it's, it's tough some days for sure. And also I'm in this like new space that I never thought I would be in. And it like reminds me that like, whoa, 
I have the agency to create what I what I want. And I don't know what that is. And like on the other side of this, I'm going to look back and thank myself because I'm going to create these new muscles in my body that I had never even felt before because I didn't need to use those muscles. And now I'm like, ooh, ooh. like, you know, when you do a workout, you're like, I didn't even know I had that muscle. Yeah, you're like looking I, in the mirror and you're like, yes. what is this? Picking ab thing like, happening at the back, yeah. Totally, right? like how did I use that? And I yeah. think that's the the air the the space that I'm in figuratively. Um, I'm I'm working out muscles that haven't been used maybe ever, and I'm like really uncomfortable, but also like I know it's going to be dope because it's going to just make me feel a lot better when when I get to know what those muscles feel like when I'm working them properly. That's really exciting. Yeah, that's I it's love cool. that. I love that analogy. That is really, really resonates. And, and um, I, I yeah. talked to, I, I watched Gary Vaynerchuk a lot and he talks a, about, about a lot about the journey and like entrepreneurship, you're always gonna, he's like, I have failed mo- like a hundred times more than I have succeeded. And that like gives, I think he tries to normalize this like process of not getting it all right. And I think that's beautiful. And that's why I want to like, I'm more focused right now on just really trying to enjoy the journey and really trying to like make the most of my everyday kind of momentum that I'm creating for myself versus like, I need to hit a certain number of listeners or I need to, we need to make a certain amount of money. Like, dude, how can I just be creative or just like sit in or how can I just dance with the moment that I'm in, in a, in a way that is fun to me because I want to dance with it. I want to have fun with it. And, um, that's the season that I'm in right now. I love that. You talked about um, like that you're really like led from like a heart space, you know, and like kind of like whenever we've, you know, talked in the past of like you just building, it seems to me that dropping into your heart is kind of like your path to engaging your creativity. You know, do mm-hmm. those two things feel connected? Like the oh. heart and creativity? Oh yeah, totally. I want to know unpack a little bit of like, what are the components of like, as you're kind of working this cocktail of like kind of coming back into that heart space and like maybe acknowledging like, oh, I feel disconnected from my creativity right now. That's great. Fine. But like, what are the components for you? What's part of that cocktail of like, what, what does it look like for Abe to drop back into his heart? Like what's involved? What are the pieces to kind of take, take, paint that picture for me a little bit? Yeah. I, I think one of the things I've been saying to my friends lately is that I've been working out of my head a lot for the last, I mean, I mean, from looking from since the pandemic started from looking at like COVID data every day and then creating, you know, all the, all this content or, um, I mean, even growing our team from four people to 10 people total, like that's just a lot on the mind that can sometimes like when you're in the moment, like kind of suck you in, not in a bad way, but I need to, again, drop into my heart in order to feel this creative sense of expression that is what makes me, I feel like Abe and the rambunctious kind of energetic person that I am. And I feel like what it looks like to me is having a beautiful relationship with the mind and the heart, but knowing when to like sink into the heart. Like I, I'm really strategic. I like, I'm very curious. The, I, the reason why I love this, this, this podcast is because like I'm learning, I'm like an active I'm learning all the time. Uh, like I'm really aware of everything that's going on at all times because I'm just an aware person. Like I'm very highly sensitive to environments and 
like feng shui and like I'm just hyper aware all the time, which like is a lot in the brain, right? I'm just like trying to process everything to then like see how it's going to impact my life. And these conversations, I'm deeply curious about what other people's stories are because uh, one, it's fascinating. And two, I'm curious about like how my life, I'm going to shape my beautiful tenure on this, on this earth, like in a way that's resonant to, to me in a way that makes me feel healthy and good. So all that to say that when I'm connected to my heart, it's like taking those things that I like know in my head and like having kind of a, like painting a masterpiece with that in my own life. So whether it looks like flirting with humans because I love flirting or exploring somewhere new or smelling different things or being like stimulated, like my body being stimulated in different environments um, and, and having my camera and being curious about light um, things that I feel in my body, like, you know, when you listen to a song and you get chills, it's like that on repeat a lot. Like that's what living with my heart feels like where it's like, Ooh, I just feel like your body like tenses up in a good way. And you're like, Oh, I feel so excited. Like, and then you just dance. And I feel like I haven't had that comes that has come to me by way of me creating it intentionally. Um, which, which requires a lot of different components, travel, working out, eating healthy, flirting, um, um, exploring art, having conversations like we have. And there are a lot of different components to, to what it makes. Like there are a lot of different components in my life that make me feel connected to my heart that I haven't had access to, or I haven't really curated for myself or created for myself since the pandemic happened. And I've been really kind of just working with my head. So how my, the question that I'm asking myself is like, what are those things in my life that I have, um, I had before when I felt really connected to my heart and do they, do they belong in my life now? Do I still resonate with them? If so, how can I like start creating experiences to align and to kind of bond with the things that make me feel alive again? And how can I do that effectively and over time? Cause it's not going to happen overnight. It's not gonna be like, Oh, I went out to dinner. Therefore I'm happy now. Right. It's more like, how can I get into this beautiful momentum of having those components be an active, alive part of my existence and my thought patterns again? Um, how can I, how can I do that in a way that, um, kind of slowly builds up over time to then have me be like, okay, I'm not, I feel really good now. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's it's acknowledging that I you know don't have the I'm I'm not creating those experiences for myself yet as much as I would like to and being okay with that and then just actively putting in the work to get there because it's not going to magically come like I can I think the first step of it is acknowledging that it's not there being okay with it and then searching and and being curious about what those components are and then slowly inviting them back in and being bold about that and being like, no, I am, I need this. And in order for me to, I want, I was telling my friends, um, we were meeting with some odd pilot and agency in Chicago, um, with the CEO and some folks who worked on a a branding project for us yesterday. And they're like, they asked me a question about like, what makes you, uh, what makes you, you or something like this or something about entrepreneurship. And I was like, I love being an entrepreneur. I love starting projects, closing projects, seeing what I'm so, we're so fortunate to be in a space right now where we can do that. And I used to be ashamed of being fortunate, right? Like, and now I'm like, no, I'm like, 
so grateful to be fortunate. I want to do really cool things with it because what a fucking gift to have a company that is creating enough revenue to have kind of a safety net to be able to explore different projects that make me feel alive, number one. And number two, I want to be an entrepreneur for a long, long time. And in order for me to be an entrepreneur for a long, long time, I need to find, I need to be in a healthy pattern. And it can't just be this burnout, like this cycle of burnout, right? Like it's like, I'm excited, then I work too hard and then I burn out. How can, what components do I need in order for this lifelong journey of entrepreneurship to be sustainable and also life feeling, life fulfilling, not just in the head, but in the heart? Because I don't want to live my life in my head. I want to live my life really connected with all different parts of myself that are really powerful because I believe that my, like I'm an Enneagram three. So my, my heart center is my most powerful part about myself. And I feel that people feel that when I'm alive in my heart, because I am generous, I am not scarce for time. I don't feel scarce for time or I don't, I I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm deeply, deeply curious. I'm deeply, deeply creative like there are things that like my birthday, my 30th birthday, where we had like a hundred people are still surprised that I had like this epic 30th birthday with like black and white event. And I dressed up the way I did. And then I got introduced the way I did, but that came from a place of feeling so alive and saying, why not me? Let me fucking do this because this sounds so exciting. And let me dream up of ways because I have enough energy and cr- I have enough things in my life where I can kind of pull inspiration from to create this epic party. And I don't have a lot of those things that I'm pulling from in my life right now to create this new this new thing or the things that I'm going to continue to do in my entrepreneurship journey right now in this moment they will come because it's my responsibility to get in alignment with myself so that way I can pull from inspiring things to create more um but I want to be an entrepreneur for a long time and that is um going to require me to be intentionally um steadfastly Um, focused on feeling good as much as I can. Paint a picture. So maybe it's like a moment, kind of, I would love for you to imagine or create a future moment that you're in like a city that you really want to explore, kind of let your imagination go to this place. And whether it's imagining a day or imagining imagining a day in a place you've never been, or maybe a place that really inspires you, what are you doing that day? Imagine the components that make you feel like so filled up. Like what, what are you doing? What does the day feel like? Just in a couple sentences, like just take us there. So we wake up in a very luxurious hotel that has really good lighting, like their attention to detail with their lighting in their hotel is really beautiful. So when you walk in, it makes you feel like you're in kind of a movie set Yeah, and, and the smell of the hotel is really beautiful and just everything you look at is thoughtfully created and designed. I go work out because I really, really love my body and it's a workout that just makes me feel good that like I'm you know, listening to beautiful music that really pumps me up, that makes me feel alive and and really good in my body. Then I maybe go for a quick sauna um, to get those to get those extra 
toxins out of my body. Then I go upstairs. I get dressed for the day. I shower, get dressed. Oh, the shower is immaculate. Good water pressure. It's really lovely. Maybe some stone background. I mean, stone back tile. And Aesop soaps in there too. A- yeah. Aesop or <laughs> Hermes or anything, yeah. anything luxury. <laughs> and then I put on an outfit that makes me feel really fashionable and really powerful in my body. Um, and comfortable shoes. They're stylish, but comfortable because if I'm going to walk around, like I'm just thinking of a European city all day, I want to feel sexy. Then we have tea, morning tea with like, or brunch with a, um, I'm with Isaac, by the way, cause he's, he's my dude. Uh, we have, we have an hour, an hour and a half brunch, uh, breakfast with, um, a designer or some, a creator in, uh, in that city who's also, who we met through just kind of reaching out or we've collaborated on something. Maybe it's the, the person who we actually just, um, license our new font with um who is out of switzerland maybe maybe we meet them but it's people who are doing incredibly cool things that we're curious about who also get the good energy vibe like it's not hard to talk about the deep shit that we love talking about and also uh, it feels really good energetically then we walk around um we explore different coffee shops or different museums um we we have a really delectable gorgeous lunch we um, actually meet up with a friend who we flew out from the United States um, just because we wanted to, and we spend the afternoon exploring together. And then we go back, shower up. Um, oh, exploring. We take photos. We take photos of each other. We take. We meet new people. We flirt. I flirt. All the things. Um, then we go to another really cool restaurant. It doesn't need to be this fancy. It could be a fancy restaurant, or it could be like a really beautiful tapas restaurant in a cave that's just really different that you go in and you're like wow everything about this experience is totally different um and you have a beautiful i have a beautiful conversation with the waiter or waitress and i learn about some cool places that locals go to um and then we go to a place recommended by our waiter um and just have a nightcap and then we come back for a second nightcap um at a roof deck um in the hotel that we're staying at overlooking the city um, with our friend or friends, and maybe some new folks that we learned that we um, that we met along the way that day, and it's and then we go to sleep and it's great. Mm, thank you for that. So fun. I was. I love it. I love it. May that moment be one that you live into mm. over the next couple moments. I love mean, it. the next couple months. Um, love that. Okay, we're going to land this plane. Yes. And you knew that these questions would come back yes. to you at some point. I we love have it. to end with these. Um, but Abe, Abe the babe, <laughs> what does an empowered Abe look like, feel like? Ooh, empowered Abe looks like a, a man who feels confident in his body, um, feels alive and expressive, he is actively pursuing the things that make him um, come alive and feel alive. He is chasing them with very intense focus and open-handed kind of optimism. And he is encouraging and inspiring others in their own beauty and their own journey. Um, He is laughing. He is loud. He is quiet. He is confident in the way that he expresses himself verbally, emotionally, 
sexually, and he has wide-eyed wonder with the world and what's possible. Mm, It's gorgeous. And Abe, what do you know for sure? Hmm, what do I know for sure? I know that my heart is beating right now and that it will continue to beat until I die. I'm so grateful for the little muscle that makes me alive. It's so cool. It's kind of emotional thinking about how our heart is just pumping right now. And that's allowing us to have this like really, our our bodies are feeling this conversation. So that's, I know that, that my body's feeling this conversation and that everything is what it is. And there's all, I also know that there's so much history that we don't know because it's been colonialized and there's so many voices that have not been heard. And I'm really curious and I'm, I'm, yeah, I know that the human experience is so complex and so beautiful and so nuanced and that gives me freedom to, um, and it, it, it provides an invitation for me to live into my own nuance. And that's really beautiful. Mm. Abe, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for following that dream. The Thank you for following your intuition and your desire and creating this podcast. Like literally it was like, I don't, yeah, it, this is an expression of you following that inside of you. So thank you. And May may we continue. Thanks for sharing yourself with me here. It's been a lot of fun. And here's to more. Let's go. Let's go. Onward and upward. Bye. Bye. Y'all, thank you for going on this adventure with us. These conversations have been a huge part of exploring our own aliveness, and we hope you found some fuel for your own expansion along the way. And while this chapter is coming to a close, the reality is that we're just getting started. We're in the midst of cooking up what's next and can't wait to share it with you. If you want to be the first to know once it's ready, head over to lightword.com now to join our email list. We're going to keep on exploring and we invite you to join us along the way. In the meantime, get out there and do something that feels exactly like you. And we will do the same. Friend, stay close to your breath, to your heart, and we'll be back soon. Have an awesome, awesome day.